Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast, where we help women navigate relationships, well-being, healing, building self-confidence for a better life and brighter future. I'm your host, Whitney Walker, and I'm here today with a solo episode to discuss self-betrayal and self-abandonment, which are essentially not feeling like we're able to fully accept or honor ourselves, that we find ourselves often lying to ourselves, acting in ways that are not for our highest good or aligned with our beliefs or values, and getting lost in that and trying to find ways to fit in and be accepted and approved of that result in us betraying and abandoning ourselves. I hope you enjoy this episode and find it helpful. Hello, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute to record a little episode, solo episode, to follow up on some of the topics that came up in my recent episode with Renee Linnell. So a lot of what Renee and I talked about is the disconnect from the self, is self-betrayal and self-abandonment and how common that is and how often that happens for a lot of us. So I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper and explore what is self-betrayal? What is self-abandonment? Why does it occur? And what can we do when we've kind of recognized what's going on? Because the thing is, we often don't recognize it. I know that I personally lived my life for years having sort of abandoned myself and I couldn't have told you that's what was going on. I wasn't necessarily aware of that. I didn't recognize that that's what was happening. But when I started going to therapy myself and starting to try and heal and make changes, I realized that I was not the greatest friend to myself. I was not the greatest supporter. In fact, I was my own biggest critic and my own biggest abuser in a lot of ways. And that's a hard thing to recognize, but that first step is powerful and it can lead us to a place of feeling actually aligned with ourselves and honest with ourselves, kind and supportive of ourselves. And that's a much more pleasant place to be in. So let's start by exploring what is self-betrayal and how does it often happen? I personally would describe self-betrayal is almost I think it happens to a lot of us at a point in our life where we are in a situation likely traumatic that involves shaming or some sort of rejection or some sort of event that makes us really for the first time question, is there something wrong with me? Is this, do I even like who I am? Is this who I want to be? Or is more like, is this, is this really me? Do I have to be this? I know for me, I think one of the first splittings, I was bullied a lot when I was in middle school and high school. And I remember having almost a dissociative response after a while when people would bully me because it was too hard to recognize that this they were speaking to me and that I had to in, take in and internalize that they felt this way about me, that I wasn't attractive enough, that I was annoying, that I was not desirable that I was basically, it sounded like that I was worthless. And so I would sit there and take this bullying. And it was like a part of me tried to split away because I didn't want to be a part of that. Right. It was like, I became kind of two people. And one person was like taking that bullying. And the other part was like, Oh, good luck with that. Like, it's like, you don't want to be seen with that. Right. 
And if you think of that as like a friendship, like if two people were together and one of them was being teased and the other one just kind of like looked the other way and abandoned them, I wouldn't be a very good friend. And so I, that's what's kind of happening in self-betrayal is that we're seeing ourselves either displaying a behavior that we don't like being treated in a certain way that we don't like or don't want, right? I don't want to believe that I could be called that. I don't want to believe that you could do that to me. I don't want to believe that I could do that. And so we kind of split off and basically begin this separation of self, right? Where it's like who I am seems like it's been compromised. It seems like it's been deemed not good, not acceptable by either someone else or by myself, right? Like let's say we start engaging in addictive behaviors, promiscuity, something like that, where we look at ourselves and say, oh, I don't like who I am. I don't feel good about this. And so it's like one part of ourself kind of starts to want to walk away and betray ourselves. And what that results in is that anytime we're in a situation where somebody questions us or possibly insults us or criticizes us, that we just sort of jump ship. We're not there to be able to stand with ourselves and say, excuse me, I don't deserve to be spoken to that way or treated this way. And again, whether it's someone else treating us a certain way or us talking to ourselves poorly, treating ourselves destructively poorly, that we don't feel the ability to say, I will always stand by myself and support myself and love myself. It becomes conditional, right? If somebody else doesn't approve of me, then I don't approve of me either. That's what it comes down to. And that's when we betray ourselves, where we say, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted to be liked by everybody. I wanted people to be impressed by me. I wanted people to compliment me. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be successful. All of these things. Because these are the standards in our world. This is how we judge people's character, people's value, right? Which is not true. That's not what value is based in. That's not how character is determined. What's very interesting is if we take a minute to think, what do we value most in life? What are our highest values? And there might be people that flat out say, you know, I value your level of education, your level of success, your attractiveness, and they'll just say it. But I think a lot of people, if they actually sat with, what's most important to me, it would more be unseeable attributes. How kind am I? How compassionate? What do I offer others to help contribute to the highest good? I think a lot of us think that way, but yet we operate on a day-to-day basis, focusing on values that aren't actually our highest priority internally, but externally we prioritize them. So again, that's why we betray ourselves is because we've decided that we are supposed to hit these marks with certain things that we're supposed to get a certain amount of approval, attention, appreciation, all of this success. And when we don't, we say, nope, not what I wanted. And so that splitting begins. And the devastating thing about self-betrayal is that we get lost within ourselves. And it's one thing to get lost amongst others and amongst our life. But when you're lost with yourself, it's more again, the unseen, it's more energetic. It's like an energetic disconnect. And we sort of begin to drift away and sort of try to disconnect from who we are. And the only time we'll ever really be truly happy and at peace is when we've connected with ourselves fully and said, this is who I am. I will always support myself. I will always accept myself unconditionally. When those conditions come in, we're in that betrayal state. So what do we do once we find ourselves there, right? If we find that 
on a day-to-day basis, we are fluctuating about whether or not we feel good about who we are, we accept who we are, if we're going to criticize ourselves. And that's an important thing to notice because again, a lot of people walk through their life and don't realize just how mean they are to themselves or how rude or how critical or how judgmental. So the first step is to identifying. That's the first step to resolving any issue, right? Whether it's an addiction or some kind of disorder or even like a ailment or pain in your body, right? You have to first identify where the hurt is coming from, where the issue or concern is. So start to notice, how do you talk to yourself? How do you regard yourself? And, you know, it's a classic approach of therapists like myself to ask clients, would you speak to a friend or a child the way that you speak to yourself? And if you wouldn't, then why? And most people that I ask that to would say, because it's not very nice. The things I have to say to myself are not very nice. And I say, well, if you wouldn't treat a child that way or a good friend, why do you treat yourself that way? Why do we think of ourselves as any different than any other being, right? Any other sacred being, they all deserve to be treated with love and kindness and to be cared for and supported and safe. But when it comes to ourselves, we are usually the first person that we think, eh, if I have time, if I'm able to, then I'll attend to that. Then I'll offer some kindness. But a lot of times we feel like we don't have that to give to ourselves. I think a lot of it is because we're with ourselves all the time. You know, if you're with a friend or a partner and you guys are going through a period where you're like together 24 seven, they're going to start to irritate you, right? Eventually you're going to be like, okay, I need a little bit of time apart, but we don't get time away from ourselves. And so, and we also, because we're with ourselves all the time, we know all too well, all of our faults, all of our perceived mistakes, all the things that we still cringe about, you know, things that we regret that we've done. And it can be hard to have compassion, especially if we're at a point where we're really angry, you know, maybe life hasn't turned out how we wanted. Maybe we're not who we thought we would be. And we can sort of respond with anger. So once we've identified this, that there is some self-betrayal happening, that we're going against our own highest good, that we're going against what we really want for ourselves, that we're going against what we know is best for ourselves because we want approval, because we want attention, because we want success, then you have to start kind of visualizing that we've sort of separated from ourselves and how can we bring ourselves back? And, you know, this can happen within a relationship. If we get into a relationship and start dating someone where we don't feel safe being our authentic self. And that person may, perhaps that person is critical of our authentic self. And we might think, well, I guess who I thought I was is not good. And maybe they're right, right? Maybe I should change, but that gets really dangerous. Anything that we engage in, whether it's like a a new profession or a new group of friends or a new partner or a new, you know, spiritual or religious program we're ascribing to, if it tells us that who we are as we are is not okay, I would encourage you to take a moment to sit with that and ask, is that true? Is that true for me? Because just because somebody else says it or it works for somebody else or another group or program or person aligns with it doesn't mean that you do. And I think we know when we're betraying ourselves because you get that feeling of this doesn't sit well with me. I think that's a simple way to put it. You know, something where it's like they make it sound great. And I want to have these things, but it just doesn't sit well with me. But then we often will push it and say, well, maybe I can get into it. Maybe I can change myself to fit 
into this. Maybe I can suppress these feelings or these thoughts. So any of these things that again, comes down to basically conditionality, you can only be accepted if this, you will only be lovable if this, you'll only be successful if you do this, all conditional. Then we start to feel like who we are as we are is not okay. And so we jump ship and so we betray. So that's when we need to pull back. Once we've identified that it's happening, it's really important to sort of sit down and get back to basics, which is the big question of life that is hard for all of us to answer, which is who am I? What are my values? What's important to me? What are my passions? What are my interests? What are my non-negotiables, right? Things like I would never be intentionally cruel to somebody. I would never hurt an animal. I would never lie to someone I love. So any of these things, because that that makes up who you are. And I would even go as far to say that that's what essentially spirituality is. It's our values and beliefs expressed as who we are. We show up in the world as our essence, which is made up of our beliefs, our values, all of these things, our feelings, our thoughts, and they come out into the world. How do you want yours to be expressed? When we betray ourselves, it's often not our authentic life that's come through. It's, it's never our authentic light or self that comes through when we betrayed, because betrayal is another way of saying compromise or um, constricted, right? It's like, if you think of, if we have, we all have like this light inside of us, let's say it's down in like our solar plex. And the only way it can come through is if we have everything lined up, our true self, our true beliefs. They say you should act in integrity with that your word, your thoughts match your words, match your actions. It's a big ask. <laughs> it's a lot. We don't always do it all the time, no matter who we are. But some people don't do it much of the time at all. And they don't even think about it. They don't think, they don't ask. What are my thoughts? What are my words? What's the impact of my words? Do they align with my actions? And another big thing is your heart. Begin to explore that. If you're feeling that sense of disconnect from yourself, of self-abandonment at times, you know, maybe you notice that every time you go home for the holidays, because family dynamics are tough and you can realize I don't even feel like myself. And that's something to ask yourself. Not feeling like yourself is a, is a sign of self-betrayal or abandonment. It's when you're kind of deviating from who you know you really are because you're trying to fit in something else. You're trying to you know, not upset someone or you're trying to get something you think you want and you can't be your authentic self. You know, If we think ourselves, I love using the tree analogy as a therapist. We have roots just like a tree. And if we don't allow them to grow deep and to be nourished, then we don't become to our full potential strong and able to bear fruits and gifts and leaves to offer others, right? If our roots are too shallow, we're going to be unhealthy. We're not going to be strong in ourselves. And when we compromise ourselves and betray ourselves, we're never going to be our full capacity because there's only one of us. That's it. And I think that's another challenging part. And what leads to self-betrayal is we spend our whole life looking outside of ourselves and we think, oh my gosh, look at that person. That person is so impressive or they're so attractive and everybody seems to like them and everything seems to be good for them. And look at me, you know, this isn't what I wanted. I felt that way most of my life. And I believe most people do. And it's, I personally think it's a miserable way to live. And I began my own therapy journey about 10 years ago and have decided in that journey to get sober And to really try to reconnect with my authentic self so that I don't feel like I'm consistently betraying myself on a regular basis. 
I don't do it perfectly all the time, by any means I'm, I still work at it every day. And I use those little barometers all the time. Am I trying to compromise something? Am I talking very poorly about myself? Am I assuming that something isn't going to work out for me because X, Y, or Z, because I'm not smart enough, because I'm not good enough, because I'll never be this, that, or the other thing. Nothing's ever going to work out for me. All this self-talk or to take a breath and ask, is that true? You know, the wonderful Byron Katie has a book. Oh goodness. What is it called? Now I forget. I'll put it in the notes, but it's, it's asked those questions. This one was actually remarkable. She had a stroke and, and this has happened to many people report it. She had a stroke in bed and she suddenly was completely disconnected with, is it the right brain? That's all logical. I think so. And she was just hundred percent left brain. So all she felt was perfection and utter acceptance of herself and her life and people and everything that's ever happened to her. And she recovered and she eventually, you know, got back in her right brain too, but she never forgot that. And then she worked for the rest of her life. She still works at this to offer that message, which is everything is okay all the time. And our true essence is hundred percent unconditional acceptance and love and gratitude for everybody we've ever met everything that's ever happened to us, which is hard to fathom in day-to-day life, right? We constantly feel like, why the heck did this have to happen? Or why did I get this, you know, dealt this shitty hand of cards? Because we're not able to see that perfection as well when we're in this day-to-day life. I think it's called loving what is. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. It's definitely Byron Katie. So you can look her up. And again, I'll put it in the notes. So I hope that gives you something to start with. And if you don't feel like you're betraying yourself, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Then you didn't need this whole thing and good work. But I offer this because as I spoke with Renee about in my, um, in our episode is that it is like, feels like an epidemic of this self-betrayal and which essentially is made up of low self-worth and low self-esteem and not being able to love ourselves. And that's why I do the work that I do is I believe that it's time to shift these tendencies to change the tides, uh, because it's, it's affecting all of us in every FSF, every aspect of our lives when we, cause, because then we're constantly seeking outside of ourselves to find a way to be enough so that we can come back to ourselves, but nothing outside is ever going to be enough because you don't, it's, it's not real, Right. All the success in the world is not going to make someone be like, okay, I guess I can move back in here and accept myself. There's always something bigger. The problem with externals is it's an infinite bar. Okay, well, I got this amount of money. Well, then you're like, well, what about this next achievement? What about this? I've worked with a lot of clients who achieved great success and became millionaires. And they told me, they said, once you make a million, the next day it's like, well, but what about making 10 million? There's no limit when it's externals, but that's because it's conditional, but the unconditional is within, and it's always there all the time. It's that left brain experience of everything, everywhere, full acceptance, full love, everything that's ever happened, everything I've ever done. Anyone I've ever met is a blessing is a gift. It's a matter of seeing it that way. And I know that's simplified and this isn't meant to be like a life is fine. And don't worry about it. This is just an offering because again, I know that a lot of people struggle with this and maybe haven't been able to put their finger on what it is, the idea of self-betrayal or self-abandonment and how it occurs. If you have any thoughts about this, I would love to hear it. Um, I'd be happy to expand on this further. If people are interested, please leave um, any thoughts or comments in the comment section. If you're on YouTube 
or feel free to send me an email at Whitney. Thank you so much for tuning in.